0: Well, hello, Baltimore, Birdland, and beyond. Uh, welcome back to Bleacher Burgers, episode 58, the Donnie Hart episode. Uh, I am Jimmy, uh, my co-host. His name is, uh, well, he's the cunning linguist. He's the quintessential stud muffin. He's the man who puts the you in you who. He's a GM of Masson and the snow miser of Merrill. He had as many passing touchdowns as Patrick Mahomes in this year's Super Bowl, and he didn't get tackled half as much. He's equalizer. The anti bubble boy, and the guy who washes his car the day before a snowstorm. He's the Ravens' number one wide receiver. He's the boondock saint. Passenger 37. He's the Georgia Peach twice over. He's Matt Housen. Mr. Bean. Shut up and take my money. No weapon formed against him shall prosper. The road dog. The dean of Balso Hard University. He's a KBO enthusiast. A1. That's right. I'm speaking about the kitten whisperer, Matt Gardner.
1: Well, hello, Jimmy.
0: Well, hello, Matt. How's it going?
1: <laughs> Pretty good. Only half of that is true, by the way. Only half of that.
2: Yeah, I'll figure out which half. All
0: right. It's funny that you had mentioned only half of that is true because, you know, I think you just figured out what your new nickname is going to be for next <laughs> week's episode,
2: which might get cut immediately. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, man. What's up with you, my friend?
2: Oh, not much, man. Long weekend here. Yes, sir. Nice long just,
0: weekend. Yeah,
2: just sitting back watching a lot of sports.
0: And watching a lot of Orioles, lo- Orioles losses,
2: huh? Well, uh, watching as much as I can of that, but just trying to watch as many other sports as I can to kind of wipe my brain of the Orioles this past week.
1: They haven't won since we last did this, by the way.
0: It, it's been longer than that. <laughs> um Matt, they're they're oh and thirteen or uh in their last thirteen games. Yeah. We we Oops. are rivaling rival rivalry rival rivaling there it is. <laughs> it got there. We're rivaling the nineteen eighty eight oh and twenty one streak. Mm-hmm. And we're more than halfway there. So that was the like, that was the start the season, right? Uh in nineteen eighty eight, yes. My uh, my question for you before we even get started with this podcast is, will they meet or beat that streak? Or uh, or will they, in fact, uh, get a win before
1: 0-21? Well, this could, we could start it right
2: off the bat here and make that our weekly bet.
0: Okay, oh, i kind of curious whichever way you're going. But, I'm, uh, I'm
2: going, um, well, I don't know. Are we going to make this our bet?
0: Oh, why not? Fine. I'll go on the other end of it since I'm asking the question here. So uh so yeah, I'll give you the choice towards the uh towards what it is. We'll make that the bet.
2: Alright, well I'll make it a little i I'll make it a little better for you in your favor. Or give you a better chance here. Okay. Because i 'Cause I'm gonna say they're gonna beat it tomorrow, which is Monday, the day game, the Memorial Day day game. So you're saying I mean, I'm that- not I'm saying they're going to win tomorrow. They win tomorrow. So all you have to do is take an L tomorrow and you win the bet.
0: So we're I mean, not sure whether, I want you whether you to... or not the Orioles win tomorrow or not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> at this point at this point you kinda of have to, and that's all we can that's all we
0: can do. Jesus God. And the sad thing is, is that this podcast will be up after that game. So uh, we'll be able to update the stats to that after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, are you keeping score on all of these bets?
2: I can go back and find it.
0: Say so you know that's your job, right?
2: But we kind of dropped off after a little bit there. Yeah, we, we have know. our we have our year long. We have our uh, year long bet.
0: Yeah, year long bet of uh, whether or not there's another no hitter or not.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I th- I think we're I think we're tied up. I, if I could be wrong, but I think we're like two two at this point.
0: Yeah, that sounds does that about sound right? right? <laughs> All right. That sounds about right. Alright, so you're taking the Orioles winning on Monday on Memorial Day and I'm taking them losing on Memorial Day.
2: Yeah, it's up to you. Do you want to?
0: Alright, that's fair enough. I don't even know who's start who's starting tomorrow. Is it Dean Cranking tomorrow? Uh,
2: uh he got sent down.
0: Oh. All
2: right. He will not be starting tomorrow or anytime soon. I don't I don't think. I think he was 0 and five and had a horrible ERA. All right. Well,
0: Matt, you've got uh You've got a uh, Lopez going tomorrow. Lopez. <laughs> How you feel about that one?
2: Um, as good as I felt the past week about the Orioles winning, but I, I feel like you can't go on this long.
0: Well, Matt, the good news is, is that we're playing the uh, we're playing the Twins tomorrow. The Twins come into Baltimore for three games. Uh, the Orioles are seventeen thirty six, worst team in baseball. Uh, Minnesota is not too far behind at twenty one and thirty one. So they've only got four more wins than us, so it's it's still a possibility. Uh, the pitcher for the Twins tomorrow is uh uh, B- Berrios, Berrios, Barry, Yeah, John. Yeah. Uh,
2: so if you were going to take the loss for the Orioles, that's a good one to to take the loss for because he's pretty good. Yeah.
0: Right. See, I was looking at his ERA, at three point six seven, but I guess that is pretty good nowadays, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. So. I mean, he he stumped the Orioles last time we played them.
0: Yeah. But again, that's not saying much, say because everybody stumped the Orioles the last time that they played them.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, all right, Matt. Well, why don't we uh why not we cut the chit chat? We'll get right into it since we pretty much already have. Um, let's talk a little a uh, little Orioles baseball here and um hey, here I've got the sound bite. The Orioles have been absolutely atrocious. They're 0-13 in their last 13 games. Trey Mancini was the only light in that tunnel of darkness that has been Orioles baseball. And it was just, what was it, just two days ago? Just three days ago, he gets hit in the elbow with a pitch. Stays in for the at-bat, but eventually comes out of the game. Uh, the interesting thing is he's batting, and it's not the front elbow that gets hit. He goes ahead, he lifts his arm up, and it hits the back elbow, uh, mm-hmm. the unprotected elbow. And uh, Orioles escaped this one very, very luckily. He ends up missing just a game or two um, and has a contusion. And no, Nothing broke, and no harm, no foul there. Um, so... Bad news, good news. Um, once again, Trey was on fire before this uh little hit in the elbow. He returned today. Uh went o for three in his return, uh, with a walk. So um uh, you, you thinking that the hit by the pitch has anything to do with that? You think uh you think Trey's just fine and it was just a, a one game fluke, or what are your thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, I mean an over an for three happens, you know. Uh-huh. Um he he was like the only bright spot for the Orioles lately. I think he had the RBI lead before this weekend, and um, he had to sit out, so he got overtaken, and it was by a guy on the White Sox, that name, Abreu. Yeah. So he he passed him for that, but it was because he sat out a few games there. But um, yeah, I mean, over three happens. He got he's got to get back into the game. So give him. We'll see what he does tomorrow.
0: Yeah, so he has. Uh, if you. Wanna take a, go ahead and take a look at his last fifteen games. Uh he's hitting three fifty-three with four home runs. Um eighteen for fifty one. So I mean that's that's in fuego, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um now he is coming down just a little bit for that. If you go down to like the last seven games, he's only hitting two seventeen and he's uh five for twenty three. Um but he does have one of the home runs there. Um uh, but You know, again, say 350 is a a lot to ask for anybody. Um, On the year, he's currently hitting 274 with 11 home runs. And, you know, is it too early to to bring this back up? Um, Does Trey Mancini finish the year with the Orioles?
1: I mean, that's a good question. I mean, at the beginning of
0: the year,
2: I think we talked about it, and I did bring up that teams might not jump all over him because they want to see what he does. Mhm. See if he like recovered fully, but I think I think we know that he has.
0: I I think teams are interested. I think teams have already <laughs> contacted Mike Elias to find out what the uh what the price is on Trey Mancini, and I think what we should expect is that Trey goes ahead and makes his All Star appearance this year as an Oriole. Um and then after that, any other games with the Orioles after that, we should count as a luxury. I think he's on his way out. I think he's on his way to a competitor for the uh, for the home stretch um, for the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I'd hate to see that, but again, I would like to see him do well. I'll just say that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and um, you know, it just it it's a hard pill to swallow, um, but. Let's face it. We figured out that Ryan Mountcastle was not an outfielder, and I'm not trying to harp on the boy, but he's he may be best suited for first base, and he's got a he's got a long career ahead of him. So, um, you know, it, it just that might be the move.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if uh, you know, you get yourself a what do you think? You get yourself a top hundred prospect, top fifty prospect for Trey Mancini is worth it. Oh, I think
2: some some of these teams you get them at a good time where they need somebody mm. for the playoff push. They're willing to give up a little bit more than that, I would think.
0: So you think maybe we get like a top ten prospect from a team, not necessarily top ten overall, but like one of a team's top ten prospect, maybe.
2: Oh, I'd say I say that's reasonable. He might be one. He might be our best player.
0: Yeah, I mean, right now he he probably is. There's no competition. I mean, I think the the best players in the Orioles organization right now are down on the farm, and there's no no question about that. I mean, Trey, again, is just absolutely uh, just on fire right now. But, you know, if you look at what's happening in the minors, um, everything is all the talents down there and they're just knocking on the door waiting to come up. Yeah. So
1: um,
0: we talk about Trey a little bit. Say I want to talk, uh want to talk about Freddie Galvis a little bit. Say uh, the home run King as of lately, uh, the only bright spot in, uh, in Orioles baseball. So he, what do he have? He had two home runs in one game and then one home run the next game, something like that. Yeah,
2: it sounds right.
0: Um, so, Freddie seems like uh seems like he's on fire too uh but Matt, if we look at it, the last fifteen games he's hitting two fourteen um he does have five home runs, which is good, but his last seven games those three home runs are three of the five hits that he has. He's uh five for his last twenty seven and he's only hitting a buck eighty five so <laughs> I think we need to hold off on uh, all the Freddy praise that we're seeing uh from the Orioles uh Orioles social media accounts and everything else. Uh, slow it down just a little bit because, you know, it it might be a matter of what you know, what stat are you looking at, you know?
2: Yeah, he got a little home run happy there.
0: Yeah, he got a little home run happy and, and really that's about it. Um, you know, we failed well, to that- he also people had love the home his, run. He also had ten strikeouts in his last seven games, so uh, ten of his last twenty-seven at bats were strikeouts. So what's that, thirty-three and the third percent? So you go ahead <laughs> and add your little Scott Steiner clip in there. But um, you know, thirty-three percent of the time, uh, Freddie Galvis is striking out. So let's back it up just a little bit before we go ahead and hit the Freddie Galvis praise
2: yeah, but you know people love the home runs, so sometimes that's all they see, yeah, and that fits with the modern hitter just striking out a lot and hitting a lot of home runs.
0: yep. Um, so moving on from Freddie, um, I didn't tell you about this one uh, this one before we started, but go ahead and get the angels to start singing. It's time for our Hayes praise segment.
2: oh my goodness, Here we go.
0: So Austin how can Hayes, you wait a second. Well, hold on. How
2: can you praise Hayes if he he hasn't been on the field in a week now?
0: Well, you know What do you have
2: What do you have to say about him?
0: Are you not are you not drawing the connection here? Austin Hayes currently on the IL yet again. Um, you know, the hamstring issue they had to go ahead and pull up from. Um, the Orioles have not law, have not won a game okay. since Austin Hayes has appeared on the IL uh, and has not played. So, you know, Clearly that he he was the difference maker. Um, regardless of the DJ Stewart home run today or not. Clearly it was the fact that Austin Hayes was not in the lineup, has not been in the lineup, and the the team just misses him. And um, you know, without having that leader there on the field, um, these losses are going to come. So I mean I should have seen I should have seen that coming. <laughs> you you really should have. But let's face it, this <laughs> This team is better with Austin Hayes than without him.
2: Well, that I'll give you because what we have in the outfield right now, instead of him,
1: mm-hmm.
2: is kind of a train wreck. I mean, I don't know if you've seen DJ Stewart the past few games, but he looked lost out, of, out in the outfield.
1: Yeah. Um, and I don't know. What is with him? Is he – him and another
2: guy on the roster, I don't know if you were going to bring him up today, but Harvey – I know he had a few good starts to start the year, but Big it's bad like Harv. him and – Yeah, Big Bad Harv and DJ – Big Fat DJ Stewart. Yeah, well, you know what it is. It's, it's like they're it – it's like they're Teflon, man. It's like they can do no wrong,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and they don't, they don't see any consequence for their, their level of play.
1: Yeah, I, have but... see, I have a
2: feeling we're going to see – I have a feeling we're going to see Harvey the whole year no matter how poorly he does, which is a shame. And DJ Stewart, he, he's not a better. I mean, he's not like a. He hasn't proven himself as a major leaguer, I guess what I'm trying to say, but they won't get rid of him.
0: No, well, the problem is with DJ Stewart right now is the fact that if you look at, you know, we kept on, we constantly talked about what the Orioles have a lot of, what the the Orioles have depth of, and it's outfielders. And we look at, you know, Hayes, Mullen, Santander is the outfield that you want. You know, that's the outfield that you want from left to center to right. Um, unfortunately, we haven't been able to stay healthy all season. So Santander's been on the IL. Hayes has been on the IL a couple of times. Um, Mullins is the only one that can stay healthy. And, um, you know, so we always need that fourth outfielder to step up. We did the Ryan Mountcastle experiment. That didn't work. Um, <laughs> you know, so... The the question is, is DJ Stewart – is anybody else performing in the minors in the outfield position that's ready to go ahead and get called up? And, um, you know, I can't help but go ahead and stall a little bit as I get ready to go ahead and look up our boy, Yizmi Diaz and see what he's up to.
2: Well, I'll say this. All they have to do is bat better than, what, 120? 140? I think we got somebody that can do that and play – and you can trade off a lower batting average to somebody that can actually play the field. Yeah, because that's what you do sometimes. And I'd argue about that outfield depth, because obviously if Mountcastle was your, your fifth backup, mm-hmm. I mean, your fifth outfielder. And you're not calling anybody else up except for DJ Stewart. I don't really see the depth.
0: Well, we've got a lot of uh, unproven players, a lot of young, unproven players. How about we put it that way?
1: Uh,
0: uh, we just we really need to see more of Um now, I did manage to go ahead and pull up Yzneel Diaz's stats, and Diaz is currently—he's uh, only hitting two hundred in AAA. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: and as a matter of fact, as I look at it now, his status is he's injured on the seven-day IL. So, yeah. um, you know, so clearly he's not coming up. Um, That's part of it, yeah. So that that too, in fact, could be part of it. Um, and I'm not quite sure who else is down there in the, uh, in the minors for the Orioles.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe it's time to um, – I mean, Mancini wasn't that bad out in the outfield, was he?
0: Well, he wasn't, but you, I, I don't know. So do you, do you put Mancini in – what was it? Mancini was in right field there, right? Mm-hmm. So do you now put Santander in left field?
2: Ah, yeah, it seems like they're avoiding putting Santander in left now that I think about it.
0: Yeah, so I'm yeah. not quite sure how that uh, how that would work out. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I'd, I'd put some I'd, – I'd guess that Mancini played a little left field as well. Yeah. In those, like, days ex- ex- out there. But any way to get Mancini on the field and get maybe Ryan Mountcastle at first base or get DJ Stewart off the field. <laughs> I'm not trying to bash Freddy on Ryan. He goes
0: ahead and crushes a home run today, and we're talking about taking him off the field.
2: <laughs> well, did you not just bash Freddie Galvis for hitting three home runs but not doing jack else for a week?
0: <laughs> I, I did, so I guess I am the going <laughs> calling the kettle.
2: <laughs> Tell me what DJ Stewart has done besides hit that one home run in a losing game.
0: Well, I tell you, I went ahead and I looked. We talked about uh Jamai Jones and the reason why he's in uh he's in triple A and why he hasn't been called up yet. He's um uh, five for twenty two and he's hitting two twenty seven with one home run too. You know, air big thing was getting him to go ahead and play second base, but I thought he was an outfielder at some point in time too. But um yeah, so he's not really doing it with a bat as well as the glove now. So I guess he's uh, I guess he's calmed down as well. I'll say this: I'd rather see Pat Valera on right field. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> you you get that out of here.
2: <laughs> I mean, that poor guy's just burning a hole in the bench. But we don't have players doing much better than him. I, I don't know, man. I guess this is this is the year it's going to be.
0: Yeah, and you know the whole thing is that when. The Astros did this. They kind of came out of nowhere too. You know, we we never we didn't see it coming. We had no idea that the Astros were going to go ahead and appear and all of a sudden be, become one of the best teams in baseball. Um, all cheating jokes and everything else aside, um, you know they've at least become a competitive team for the past few years. Mm-hmm. But you know, the year before they were a complete joke. I mean, they had three. Uh, years of where they had the number one draft pick before they actually ended up being any good.
2: So. Yeah, and if you can draft well, that helps. But um, yeah, I remember. I do remember they were like the worst team in baseball, maybe two years before they made the playoffs, like a deep run in the playoffs.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe that'll be us.
0: Yeah, maybe. Say, I'm looking at uh, <clears throat> I'm looking at outfielders. I'm just like I'm just kind of browsing throughout. Say, I'm looking at the uh. Looking at the Basehawks to see if any names really jump out at me, and no names ever on the basehox team jump out at me as uh, potential call ups. There, I guess I should yeah. be the uh, looking at the tides to see if they've got anybody. But yeah. as, as much as we want to go ahead and harp on this, I don't necessarily think that uh, the outfield isn't the only problem on this team. No, you know. Um, so we go ahead and we look at the infield. What do we got at infield? We got Trey at first base, and when Trey's gone, we're going to have Ryan Mountcastle. We look at second base, second base is a question mark. Um, shortstop, uh, again, is going to be a question mark to be filled by a rookie. Third base, same deal. You know, the only thing that we know of for sure, or
1: and we really don't even, is uh,
0: Mullinson center. Um Hayes potentially in left and Santander in right unless we trade him and you know there's been all sorts of trade talk about Santander and then he got hurt so we know that Adley's the future behind the plate we know that we've got young arms that are ready to come up um very very soon and as a matter of fact say I want to go ahead and start talking about those guys really really soon but uh, let's finish up with the MLB talk but it, it's all about all of these young names and the miners that are going to go ahead and need to develop and go ahead and fill the hole. We've got a lot of holes yet uh, yet to fill. But, anywho, um, why don't we go ahead and get into this. Um, Angel Hernandez sucks. <laughs> How about that? How's that for uh, a segue?
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, it, you've had some good segues in the past, but mm-hmm. this is, I think, your best one. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Straight to the point. Well, we got to see the nightmare of Angel Hernandez behind the plate for one of these Chicago games,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I, I I think your assessment is 100 percent correct.
0: <laughs> I don't know if Angel Hernandez is still in baseball.
2: Uh, that's what I was thinking too. If everybody, here's my here's my thing. If everybody knows he's a joke, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about it. Jim Palmer was bashing him the whole game. He was just like, "Well, this is what you're going to get with Angel Hernandez," and he doesn't seem to have any like repercussions for saying that on, on like live tv
0: Where what are you gonna do you're, so, gonna, you're gonna criticize the uh hall of fame pitcher hall of fame Cy young award winner uh world series winner you're gonna go ahead and you, you're gonna jump on him like he doesn't know what he's talking about get out of here <laughs>
2: <laughs> no but you know what i'm saying like usually you'd have somebody behind the scenes saying hey cool it with that stuff but everybody knows this guy's a joke and he's terrible
0: yeah, absolutely. And
2: I, I was watching this game. He was behind the plate, and he blew three calls. Mm-hmm. And this was the first, the first inning, and it wasn't just like Oriole bad calls or whatever. And I'm just a homer, but it, it, I think um, one of the Chicago White Sox struck out on a ball four. That was clearly a ball four.
1: Yeah.
2: <clears throat> and then the Orioles did the same. They got the same luck the next inning.
0: Yeah, I mean, we go ahead, we talk, about, uh, we talk about the Scott Garceau drinking game. There should be an Angel Hernandez drinking game where every time he blows a call, you take a drink.
2: Well, it's just like these pitchers that need to get warmed up. Maybe some pitchers aren't good in the first inning, and, like, they, they warm up and then they start playing better later in the game. It was almost like he had to warm up in the first inning and blow, like, a handful of calls. <laughs> but I can't even say that because he was terrible the whole game. Right. Uh, I don't know, man. It, it was pretty bad to watch. And then, of course, all like the robot ump stuff started up again because of him. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't argue with it after watching that.
0: No, I mean, and I don't want to get into a prolonged conversation about this, but, you know, if if we ever wanted robot umpires, um, you know, maybe it, it has to start at home plate. Keep the... Keep the umpires behind uh behind the bases, keep the umpires on the field. But that strike zone needs to be uh consistent. Yeah. That's that's a good word. I was gonna say like digitalized or something like that, but yeah, I mean there needs to be some sort of consistency there where if it's a strike for player A, it needs to be a strike for player B. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. unless the one guy's like six foot eight and the other one's five two. Yeah, I mean,
2: you, you got to have you, you got these players training like constantly about where they can swing for the ball and where you know they're they're doing math at, these days behind you know standing at the plate, figuring out their best like hit angles and stuff like that. You got to give them a consistent strike zone.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I don't know. You know I was I was just wondering. Do you think like this Angel Hernandez? He he has to hear all this stuff, right? That he's the
1: worst umpire. I'm sure. He he it, has a twitter, no twitter. That he's that oblivious
2: does he have a Twitter account?
1: Um,
0: i I you know, I just googled Angel Hernandez just to see what would come up and um uh, the first thing is <laughs> of course, there's his Wikipedia page, which I can only imagine has been blocked out so people can't edit it. <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs>
2: The worst MLB umpire in MLB history.
0: But now we have videos. So the first video noted bad umpire, Angel Hernandez. Right? <laughs> Second video. So so, wait, wait, wait. I'm not done. Second video. Yeah. Angel Hernandez is still baseball's biggest clown. Oh, my God. Third video. Angel Hernandez and Joe West being terrible umpires.
1: <laughs>
0: um, At least somebody
1: got through there with him.
0: Hey, speaking of which, uh, did you see that Joe West went ahead and uh, pulled a pitcher's hat from uh, from his head and forced oh, him to a new head, and then or a new head forced him <laughs> to a new hat and uh, tossed the manager?
1: Yeah, I did see that.
0: So they,
2: they are cracking down on this like substance abuse. Sub not substance abuse, but I guess that's what you can call
0: it. Yeah, it's it's a substance abuse of some sort. <laughs> And
2: you know Palmer, Palmer was talking about that a lot this weekend too.
0: Yeah, well, bringing yeah, up like, that what the situation was was Joe West just went out, went up there. He noticed that something was off with was off with the way that the ball was traveling to him. And contrary to uh, what this post is saying about him being a terrible umpire, it, he was observant enough to know that something was going on. I didn't understand mm-hmm. why the pitcher didn't get tossed, and he just got a new hat and he tossed the manager. But um. You know, Joe Joe West went up there and grabbed his hat, and he's like, you know, what is this? What the hell is this? <laughs> as uh, as our boy Dan Housen would say. What's that? Didn't
2: Brian Mattis – when they caught Brian Mattis with that, that bullfrog stuff, did they toss him that game?
0: Yeah, they tossed him, and then uh, – you remember the uh, – what was it? Michael Pineda, the Yankees, against us. Oh, yeah. They tossed him, too.
2: That was obvious.
0: Uh, I mean, it couldn't have been any more obvious unless he had a bucket of the stuff right next to him on the mound.
2: Well, he put it on his neck. He had, like, a whole glob of pine tar on his neck.
0: Oh, yeah. The idiot. Oh, no, it's just a birthmark. <laughs> oh,
2: boy. Well, I don't know. I, yeah, they have been talking about that the substances on pictures a lot lately. So I think they are going to start cracking down on that. It's just, like, the, the hot topic of the, like, past week.
0: Uh, hold on. I, I need to click this article here and say this is, uh, this is going back – Um, just about three weeks here but may 5th 2021 umpire angel hernandez admits he basically guessed on controversial call in cleveland royals game
2: (laughs) i remember this i remember this play
0: well go ahead and tell me about because i'm looking it up because i don't i did not hear about this
2: so i i think this was a little while ago but um I think there was a deep fly ball hit to like the outfield, right? Mm -hmm. And it was hit into like one of those kind of like light up advertisement signs in the wall. And the player just went back and like he had his back turned to the field and it it dropped over his head, right? Okay. And then Angel Hernandez just called it out because he didn't see the ball. And uh, he, he didn't see that the player didn't catch the ball. So he called him an out, and then the runner they made it to second base to see where the play was. Ran back to first because Angel Hernandez called the out. Correct. Okay. Something like that.
0: Uh, I'm I'm actually watching it right now on uh on video for the first time here. All right. So fly ball, right field. Uh, doesn't get caught. Gets thrown back to second base. Infielder bobbles the ball, then runs the ball in. Now the guy's getting tagged out between second and third.
2: Yeah, because he's confused because that idiot called him, called him out.
0: Uh, so Angel Hernandez was in the outfield and called him out.
2: Well, he, I guess he was playing one of the bases and had to run out a little bit. And he called the, he called the batter out when the ball dropped in. Oh, my God. So the, the guy already on the base had no idea what to do because he could tell that the ball landed, but he heard the umpire call the batter out. So he had to run back to the base right so what are you gonna do
1: jesus god
2: well anyway i think they corrected that call but um i was just gonna say do you you think he's gotta hear all this like horrible empire stuff right yeah so i'm just thinking like when he gets in like arguments at home or something or like gets into it with people do you think they at the end of it they're just like would well, you have the worst umpire in MLB history? And then just end the argument that way. I,
0: I promise you, he's heard that from multiple players. He's had, <laughs> there's no chance that he doesn't. Yeah. Can, can you imagine? I don't know for a fact that he hasn't. I'm assuming that he's too young for this, but could you imagine if uh, Angel Hernandez umpired when Earl Weaver was managing? Oh, boy. You know the you know the famous soundbite of Earl. The umpires find Earl Weaver's actions, for the most part, quite offensive. Do I find him funny? I like hemorrhoids. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know could could you imagine him after Angel Hernandez blows a call in his game? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, oh God, uh, he probably would have had a heart attack right there on the field if Angel Hernandez wasn't up. Jesus, when he was there, but um. I'm just thinking he he probably can't even order a pizza under his real name. <laughs> thinking there might be a baseball fan in there, and what might happen to that pizza on the way to his
0: house? Uh, hey, I got a pizza order here from Mike Hernandez. <laughs> hey, you look kind of familiar. <laughs> oh man! All right, so Mike, uh, Angel Her- Mike Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> That'll <laughs> be, uh, t- be the subject of this podcast. Mike Hernandez is a terrible <laughs> player. No, I don't think we'll get any listens that way. Um, all right, so with that being said, um, Matt, did we talk about welcome to the show, Tyler and Evan? No, we haven't. No, we haven't. All right, well, uh, before we get off of the Orioles, we got two more things to talk about. So Tyler and Evan goes ahead and comes up. He makes his debut. Uh he actually ends up going either one for two or one for three in his uh major league debut and he actually goes ahead and gets a double on his for his first major league hit um y you, you gotta like what you see there um except for the next game today he goes over for two or over for three, so he's now uh he's one for five in the majors um which you know small sample size but um uh, I guess welcome to the show, Tyler. But you know, don't get too comfortable because it looks like Trey's ready to uh, go ahead and step back in. We'll need another pitcher at some point in time, and I can only assume that he'll be on the uh, he'll be on the bus back down to the minors very shortly.
2: Yeah, I mean, talk about uh, position depth. How many over six feet tall, over two hundred pound, right handed first baseman do we have down there? Yeah, he just looks like a Mancini, Mountcastle clone.
0: See what we did was. We made a copy from two. And you know sometimes you make a copy of a copy. It's not quite as sharp as, well, the original. Well, that's kind of what happened. I like pizza. I like it. We're going
2: to need a cage. I mean, we haven't really seen him hitting besides a double, but I mean, he looks just like him.
0: Yeah, and, you you know, I just randomly thought about it, and I hate to just, like, get off the topic of the kid, but... uh, what are you, what are your thoughts on this Ryan McKenna? Uh,
2: I mean, yeah, I was saying earlier, like, not to bash on him too much, but he he looks like a journeyman type of guy, right?
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: He, it, he,
2: he's there because, yeah, he's just there because we have so many injuries.
0: He, right, so he's there because we've got a lot of injuries. He's there because we've, because he's got a lot of speed. Um, <laughs> but... It, <laughs> Again, I guess you want DJ Stewart's bat in there, so that's why he's in left field. But it, the defensive uh, replacement, to me, that makes the most sense would be Ryan McKenna in left field, Cedric in center, and Santander in right. Yeah, you know, for for what we have, uh, just taking a look. Yeah, so he's he's not knocking the cover off the ball either. He's seven for thirty six, uh, hitting one ninety four. And for all the speed that he's got, he's gotten one stolen base. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. Last seven yeah. games, two for twelve. So.
2: Yeah, I'm telling you, man. The outfield is kind of a mess right now. When the when the main guys aren't healthy, when when Hayes isn't healthy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and
2: Santander, especially. Uh,
0: and again, this team just seems to go the way of how healthy the outfielder is, or how healthy the team is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, when, when everybody's up and ready to roll, like this can be the team that swept the Boston Red Sox. When there's injury questions or something else going on, all of a sudden we can be the team that loses thirteen games in a row. Now mm-hmm. uh, I mean lately you came out and said it. You said that we were the strikeout kings of Major League Baseball.
1: Yeah.
0: That's a much better transition, don't you think? a good one.
2: No, I, I actually enjoyed your last one. I wasn't being sarcastic. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right though. They struck out 12 times today against uh, Louis Giolito.
0: Yeah, yeah, household he, name Louis G- Giolito.
2: Yeah, I mean he was getting all pumped up today, but I hate to say it, but he wasn't striking out a very, very good hitting team right now.
0: But, but even sa- even Saturday, uh, Saturday's game. Uh, Saturday we played double hair today. I can't. Um, the last game against today, the Red Sox, um, um we were...
2: Sunday, yeah, Sunday's game they struck out twelve. Since Saturday it was a doubleheader and they struck out eighteen times.
0: Yeah, I mean, and they just showed like the pitcher was literally just challenging them with fastballs down the heart of the plate. <laughs> I mean, we we're I watched clips of this. Isn't ninety two, ninety four mile an hour fastballs in the zone. And just blowing them by, guys. Just like, here you go, hit this, hit this. And it's just like, no. So I don't know what they're doing. Um, you know, unfortunately, Project Buoy is not necessarily an answer as minor legs have uh, gone on their way. But they got to figure something out because all of these strikeouts, um, you know, the, the one thing that they do equate for is an easy monkey knife fight bet. But, um, you know, as baseball fans, it's not necessarily baseball and Oriole fans. It's not something that we want to see. No, so.
2: no, and it's a, it's like um, <laughs> the only time a strikeout is good is when it's not a double play, right? Uh, but it's not good when you load the bases with nobody out and you can't score them because you're striking out so much. I think that I think that happened twice in the White Sox series. But um, yeah, they need to start stop this home run happy swinging and just make some contact and see what happens.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with winning a game with a little bit of small ball. <laughs> um, well, Matt, the good news is and we talked about this a uh, couple weeks ago, we said that the cavalry is on the way just not yet. Uh, and the cavalry is on the way and we're starting to see some movement here. Down on the farm. You know, it seems like promotions galore uh, all over the place here. Um, uh, <laughs> Let me see what I have here. say so, yeah, I got multiple multiple promotions here, say so, yeah, I think the most most notable one is going to be Grayson Rodriguez, uh promoted from Del Marva to Billy, uh, so he'll be up very very soon uh on the mound very very soon for the Billy Bay sox. That's huge. Let me see, I got these numbers here. Uh, Friday's promotion. So, Orioles VP and GM Mike Elias announced, uh, this morning that the Orioles number two prospect Grayson Rodriguez will be joining the Bay Sox for his next start. Uh, this month he has dominated going three and oh with 1.54 ERA, 40 strikeouts, a 0.69 whip, uh, and 15.43 strikes per nine innings pitched. Uh, I mean, you know, how many times am I going to say that somebody's on fire? This is the very definition of it. He's been absolutely dominating in this, uh, in that league, and he's ready to step up. And my favorite thing in the world was after this was tweeted, uh, DL Hall basically tweeted it, uh, tweeted it out and welcoming him to Bowie, and you know, just being excited for him. And it's just, it's awesome to see all of the rookies just hyping each other up, man.
2: Yeah, and I think you called this one last week. You, you said Grayson was on his way to to Billy, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, so their team is stacked now, man. They got two pitchers that are just going to be striking you out left and right. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be hell for that Double A East League.
0: Yeah, I mean Grayson Rodriguez, DL Hall. Um, you know, it, talk about one-two punch. Uh, yeah. D.L. Hall, as a matter of fact, today's final line for D.L. Hall, uh, he, he wasn't necessarily as dominant as uh, as he has been in the past. Uh, five innings pitch, one hit, no runs, three walks, and eight strikeouts. And once again, <laughs> he hasn't been as dominating as he has been in the past, and I'm talking about a guy with eight strikeouts and five innings.
1: Uh gave him one-hit hit, one hit.
0: no runs one hit but three walks it's like this is what i'm saying like i am i dude i can't wait i can't wait for these guys to come up um if you look at the future and if you're gonna go ahead and tell me that our team is going to be headlined by you know maybe it's john means maybe it's not but you know a big number one starter and then our number two and number three are dio hall and grayson rodriguez you know either way of that I'm here for it, and I can't wait. Maybe one of these guys ends up being the Orioles ace, ends up being an MLB ace like John Means is. Um, but I just I can't wait to see these guys pitch, and it's only a matter of time before I'm in Bowie to go ahead and witness one of these guys pitching in person.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, it would have been a good good time this weekend, but you never knew when they were going to play with all those rainouts. Right. But, um, yeah, I think that's going to be next year, man. I think you're going to see both of them next year.
0: I- I want to say it's going to be next year, but I can't help but wonder if we don't see a September call up for one of them. Uh, maybe yeah, not I... because he was in Delmarva to start, but if DL hall continues to dominate for the next what three months, why wouldn't we see the kid? And maybe we see him called up uh, almost, uh, almost the same way that we've seen other guys called up and they go ahead and they get their relief pitching inning in and they get their major league debut and, and, uh, inning of a game that doesn't even matter but who cares but we get a sneak preview of how good these kids are
2: yeah i actually agree with you here i was gonna i was gonna say d.l hall he might even get up in september just because it's not the orioles aren't going to be anywhere in september so no he might get a he, he might get a spot start there No, but you're gonna see the, i think you're gonna see both of them multiple starts next year the way yeah, they're progressing
0: and- and the scary thing is, as well as these guys are performing, uh, D.L. Hall, Grayson Rodriguez, we mentioned him last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago, we mentioned this name before when I went ahead and joked about, oh, not that one. But Kevin Smith right now, uh, first four starts of the season, uh, he's first in the A Northeastern League in ERA. He's got 1.06 ERA. Uh, he's got 22 strikeouts in 17 innings and uh, batters are just hitting two oh seven off this guy. Uh, his final line for his last game, four innings pitch, two hits, zero runs, two walks, and five Ks. So, again, he's not necessarily getting the eight, nine strikeouts, but these guys aren't hitting the ball off of him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, And he's just like, he's the unheard of one that you're not necessarily uh, looking for or expecting. And, you know, he could be a name that we go ahead and we see in a couple years. But this is you know where, what I mean. This is what Mike Elias is doing, and you've got you know some idiots on social media that are calling for Mike Elias' head because of how bad the Orioles are. That they have no idea about how good the Orioles are about to be, right? So you know, it, <laughs> the only thing stopping me from buying some of these uh, some of these guys' jerseys before they even get called up to the majors is not knowing what their numbers are going to be. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, who's going to take um, Dean Kramer's spot because he got sent down? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. We we might see one of these guys.
0: Yeah. Um, one thing that I missed on Kevin Smith, so uh, in addition to everything, uh, he hasn't allowed a run in his last 11 innings. Okay. So. A little stat. Yeah, just like a little add-on there. But it just – you know, these guys dominating, I mentioned Grayson Rodriguez um, and his stats. Four of the Orioles' top ten prospects are now in Billy. So, Bowman, Hall, Rodriguez, and Rushman are all in Billy right now. So, and, you know, we'll we'll get into this a, a little bit later here, but uh, Gunnar Henderson's got to be knocking on that damn door.
2: <laughs> to come up to that team, too.
0: He's gonna he's gonna be in Billy before the end of the year. Mark mark my words, he's gonna be in he's gonna be in Billy by the end of the year. Mark
2: at eight, dude. Well, he's coming all in Billy. Yeah, they can over.
0: And and Jordan Westberg's been performing pretty well over there at shortstop. But again, you know the Orioles don't have a second baseman, so why wouldn't you try to develop Gunner over at second base and plug him in over there? And maybe there's maybe there's your answer to the future. Gunnar Henderson at second base, Jordan Westberg at shortstop, and there's our uh, there's our uh, future right there.
1: How come, how come we never hear
2: anything about Norfolk? I mean, what what is with that team? Is that just like the no man's land?
0: You know, Triple A for the Orioles has always been um, a team of guys that you could could call up if you needed to, if you need to plug somebody in, but it's never been. Uh, big prospects up there. Uh, yeah, is
2: that because like the distance? It's just easier to get guys to Baltimore from Bowie.
0: It's probably got something to do with it. They, I mean, um, it just
2: seems it just seems weird. You never hear like, oh, he's getting called up from Norfolk.
0: Yeah, I mean, here Sam, <laughs> so, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit here. Say, so, I got Jordan Westberg stats up here right now. So Jordan Westberg, a name that we haven't really mentioned here, uh, shortstop for the Shorebirds. He's hitting three sixty six right now, uh, with three home runs, five doubles, a triple. The he's hitting three sixty-six um in twenty games here. So the kids got a uh got a bat on him. It's just a matter of whether or not he can uh how he fields. And then mm-hmm. of course our boy uh our boy Gunner uh is killing it at three thirteen right now. Um uh, and then six home runs this year. So Hitting for average, hitting for power, six home runs, six doubles. Uh, and, you know, if if that's our future, if that's the future second base and shortstop here, the Orioles hitting 300 and, you yeah. know, maybe they get, what, 20 home runs at the end of the year. But if they're mm-hmm. hitting 300, who cares?
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, it's fun, to, it's fun to look in the
2: future, but you don't know how they're going to turn out in the majors, I guess, right?
0: Yeah, um say I mentioned Gunners and let me just look at this real quick. So Henderson's uh Henderson's batting line 338-407-676 and 71 at bats. Uh he struck out three times on Tuesday. Um but despite that he hasn't uh hasn't endured consecutive games without a hit and has reached safely in 15 of his last 17. Hmm. So like he doesn't have streaks. He doesn't uh have bad streaks. He he doesn't go over on back to back days. He figures it out really really quickly. Yeah. So, but just love what I'm seeing from both of these kids. I can't wait until they go ahead and they get called up. I mean, it Billy might be the prime baseball location. If it's not right now, uh, for Oriole fans, then it certainly is for the future.
2: Yeah, and you know what? I was tempted to um check out that app that you were talking about last week. Yeah, uh-huh. because like I, I was getting pretty sick of watching the Orioles, so I almost pulled the trigger and went to watch D.L. Hall pitch today. But I'm gonna hold off a little bit.
1: All right. Well, you. you I might just. It on.
0: It's only uh. I say it's only like twelve bucks a month, and it's like thirty bucks for the year. It's like something crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think it's like thirty nine ninety nine for the year, but I might wait till the last last month of the season. Well, no, I'll just get the last month for 12 bucks and then watch what I can there.
0: All right, that's fair. Uh, in related news here with the minor leagues, uh, say I talk about Gunner, I talk about uh, Jordan Westberg and getting them promoted, but uh, there has been a promotion. Infielder Joey Ortiz has been promoted to Bowie from uh, high A Aberdeen Ironbirds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh and Willie Yon, uh has been promoted to the Norfolk Tides. I'm rich, So once again, more and more movement. Uh as a matter of fact, say today we had even more movement. Uh outfielder John Riser and pitcher Blaine Knight have been promoted to double A Bowie. Uh Riser is hitting two eighty eight, three home runs, eight RBIs. Um uh, Knight is zero and one, but has a two point four one ERA and four starts for the Ironbirds. Uh, held opposing hitters to a two hundred batting average and gave up just fourteen hits in eighteen innings pitched. So, um, you know what's the uh what's the meme of going around of Squidward doing a uh sit up saying future. <laughs> I don't know. I see it on Twitter all the time. The kids go crazy with it.
1: You would know better than me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's because uh, I'm on the Twitter and you, my friend, are not.
2: <laughs> so. yeah, that's a lot of shuffling around. I wonder. I'm, getting, I'm guessing some of the guys get shuffled, like, down a league, right?
0: Yeah, I'm sure somebody has to be demoted in order for somebody to get promoted. But, you know, you don't necessarily hear about that because you don't. It's uh, not necessarily something that you want to uh, promote. No, I guess not.
2: No, yeah. well, you get relegated to A where we never hear your name
1: again. Apparently, that's right.
0: All right. Um, what else we got, Matthew? Uh, did you have anything else minor leagues that you wanted to talk about here?
1: I don't
2: know. Can we just change this? Um, the theme of this podcast to a Bowie Bay Sox? pod instead
0: of a world you know i i wish we could because then we'd be talking about wins we talk it be talking about hits talking about bang average i know we've been talking a lot about it lately but when your team is 0 and 13 in the past two weeks you've got to look for some positives you've got to look to the future um and you you really really just have to look towards the uh towards that um you know we talked about um. we talked about Birdland tonight uh, when we first started this podcast uh, that I was joining the crew for that. Um, and honestly, it's been really, really hard to get people to want to go ahead and do a Orioles post game. Um, even, even us as, you know, big time Oriole fans as podcasters for the Orioles that just like, you know, absolutely love our team. Uh, <laughs> you know, you want to just shut it off. Um Or you want to go ahead and you want to look towards the future, and that's what a lot of us are doing. Like you said, even you were thinking about getting the minor league TV today to watch DL Hall. Um, Mm -hmm. I already have. It's just you know you want to look towards what's going to happen in these next couple years. You don't necessarily want to focus on what's going on now. So take the highlights for this year for what they are. Focus on uh focus on the future. Keep an eye on the minor leagues, and just realize that. Even if our record is, you know, oh, and 13 in the last 13 games, there are some good things developing in the Orioles organization, and there is a bright future ahead. Yep. Good, good feedback on that one.
2: <laughs> well, I was just going to say we could corner the market on the Buoy uh, Base Sox podcasting. I know there's a lot of Oriole podcasters out there, so we could
0: um, really start something with the Buoy one. <laughs> We, we may become Bowie Birds.
2: Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans.
1: Find more great shows like this at BirdlandSports.com.
0: Alright, Matt, so I think that covers the uh covers the Orioles and the bayhawks and everything MLB related. Um but of course you know what that means. That means it's time to continue talking baseball and hit the music! Da-da-da-da. da 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 That's right. Our world-famous now KBO segment, as uh, this podcast is listened to all over the world, and I'm sure there's some folks over in Korea listening to it, wanting to know what our insight into the KBO. Uh, Matt, what do you have for us KBO related this week?
2: Man, I wish you would have asked me before we started. <laughs> <laughs> Well, an update hey, on my gosh. correspondent an update on my correspondent is I haven't gotten an update, and oh. I hope he's not sitting in, I hope he's not sitting in a Korean jail somewhere,
0: yeah, so I was kinda curious about what uh what he experienced at that game there.
2: I haven't heard back from him um, <laughs> he's gone radio he's gone radio silent, so
1: oh that is very here
2: so our our update's been delayed. I'm just trying to hear back from him mm-hmm. so um. I'm sorry right. to say I got no I got no live uh, live game update this week.
0: All right, no worries. Say we uh we will hope for a uh, live update uh potentially next week. And uh hopefully when he's back here in the states, we can go ahead and have him on the show if he'd be willing to do so. Yeah, uh, he could
2: be up in the air, he could be quarantining, who knows. I don't know what's going on.
0: Yeah, he yeah, he could be uh he could be over in over there with Dan House trying to figure out what the hell this is. Uh <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, I've got a minor update here for you, Side so Matt. My, uh, right. my NC Dinos are uh, currently in sixth place right now 24, 21, and 1. So the infamous draw happened in the KBO, uh, and the NC Dinos were one of those two teams. Um, ironically enough, the team that they had the draw against is the worst team in the KBO, the Latte Giants.
2: The Latte Giants? Yeah, those coffee, coffee drinking Giants down there.
0: Yeah. You know it is it's the crash from the caffeine, yeah so, so maybe maybe the latte giants ought to go over to uh, rootlesscoffee.com dot com and go ahead and buy a bag of Danhausen's coffee uh for a mere eighteen ninety nine and uh see and how is. that works for him. uh once again' it Danhausen's coffee uh very nice, very evil at rootlesscoffee.com. dot <laughs> com
2: there it is another un unpaid
1: promotion. <laughs>
0: How do you know it's unpaid? You just may not necessarily be getting the uh, may not be getting the share of it.
1: Yeah, I'm not seeing any of this. <laughs> uh, yes.
2: So wait, tell me. So tell me about the draw. So they have they instituted a new rule. Do you you play however many innings and extras, and you go to a draw.
0: Uh you're gonna make me go ahead and try to find this here. Say, all oh, I know is the fact that the, it said wins. Uh <laughs> Wins 24, losses 21, draws 1. So it's was just like, okay, I guess they got a draw here.
2: I remember last week we said um, we were talking about a, a rundown that ended the game, right? Yep. And I happened to say it can only happen in the KBO. But <laughs> it wasn't the end of the game, but I guess I'm wrong. Plays like that can happen in the MLB too. Did, did you see that?
0: Yeah, and for just, once, just I was trying like... to see that this was not an Orioles highlight, that it was the Pittsburgh Pirates.
2: Yeah, man. Kind of crazy. Um, but I don't know if the guy forgot. There was there was a there was two outs or whatever. But, yeah, go ahead. Do you want to explain
1: the play?
0: Yeah, so let's run through this. So, two outs, um, ball hit to left side of field, shortstop for third base, picks up the ball, fires to first base, uh, pulls the first baseman off the bag just a hair. Um, and for whatever reason, rather than just tag the base, uh, he saw the runner running back towards home, so he started running the batter running the batter back towards home plate. Again, all he has to do is tag first base. Instead, <laughs> he goes ahead and gets into a rundown, chases this guy uh, back down towards home plate, and then the runner, it's coming from third, runs down and is sliding towards home, the first baseman throws the ball back to the catcher. The catcher tags the runner, but the runner scored already. Mm. All of this can be negated simply by the catcher throwing the ball to the first baseman for the, first, for the force out. Uh, but the first baseman is nowhere to be found. Actually, he's standing inside the uh, left-handed batter's box. Um, <laughs> the second baseman runs over there towards first, uh, but the batter then beats him out, runs to first, is safe at first. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: he, he he actually threw the ball, the catcher threw the ball away.
2: And then the guy took second base on that, and then that ball was overthrown, and he just said, screw it. He was too tired to run to third.
1: <laughs>
2: That's how it ended. Uh, there's, there's a few things wrong with this.
1: Uh-huh.
2: First of all, I didn't know you could get a rundown in between home and first base. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, where is he going to go? When he turned around and started running back home, <laughs> right? what's going to happen there? So my question is this. He couldn't go stand at the plate and be safe, right? Right. So even if the first baseman decided not to throw the ball home to try to tag the runner out coming from third, uh-huh. he could have just tagged the guy, the, still the batter. He could have just still tagged the batter all the way back at the plate, and the run wouldn't have counted. You yep. understand what I'm saying? You know yep. what I mean? Because he, you he, he can't go back to take another swing. You're not going to be safe standing at home plate if you're the batter, right? Yeah, just, just idiotic all around.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, just once again, I'm so glad that the worst play of the year uh, did not feature the Orioles in any in any way whatsoever. That's just fantastic because nothing will beat this play.
2: I mean, Um, this might be the worst play in history, not just the year.
0: Yeah, see, we'll have to see. Um, It it was just absolute, uh, absolutely terrible. Um, I did find the KBO news here. (laughs) Uh, And what I have here, and this came from uh, republicworld.com, Korean Baseball League witnessed its first stalemate of the season on Saturday as leaders NC Dinos and LG Twins Ended their game 6-all. Uh, Dinos started strongly by scoring three runs in the first inning. Twins battled back, led 6-3. Home runs by Aaron Alter and Kim Sung-Wook in the eighth inning. Uh, leveled the contest. An additional three innings played. Failed to produce a winner. And the result leaves the Dinos still on top overall standings with 39 wins. Four ahead of the key Heroes. here. So clearly that was uh, that was older news before we had the updated. Um, but I guess KBO games can end in a tie. Uh, so six, six, and they played another, what I say, another three innings.
2: <laughs> Dude, the manager's like meet in the middle and say, this is a draw.
0: I don't know. Say, I mean, you're our KBO expert. I figured you, you would have the rule ro- you would have the role book on this one.
2: I know. I gotta do some homework.
0: Yeah. Well, if you'd listen to Dan Housen.
2: We'll, we'll have to look into this, what they do for their extra innings, because it might be better than what the, the MLB is doing, by the way.
0: Yeah, you, you know, I don't know. So maybe taking a draw as opposed to uh, putting a guy on second base might be uh, might be a better move.
2: Yeah, I, I thought it was. I, I, I'm on the record saying I would prefer a draw. But I would like it to see go to, like, 12 innings or something. Maybe, like, if like it goes to 12 and nobody scored a run, they call it a draw.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's got to be something. I mean you don't want it to end up being but you know what, if if you do that, then you're robbed of situations like Chris Davis pitching in a game that matter or well that didn't matter, but in a game a competitive game and actually ended up getting the win in that situation. That might have mattered for the Red Sox, but not the Orioles.
2: Yeah. So Yeah, but I don't know if M I don't know if MLB exact like necessarily wants to see stuff like that happen.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, well, why don't we get out of baseball? Uh, go ahead and talk a little bit NFL, Matt. I've got a little NFL <laughs> for you here. Um, okay. but, you know, We talked about the fact that we were happy with Ravens drafting Rashad Bateman um, and how that went ahead and just um, definitely increased the talent pool in our wide receiver room. Um, but I still don't necessarily know that the wide receiver room is a room that uh, is feared by any NFL, uh, any NFL defense. Uh, but there could be somebody making a move here for the Ravens. Uh, and as a matter of fact, per at J Fowler ESPN, Ravens might look to trade for Julio Jones if the price is right. <laughs> so Matt, what do you think your chan- the chances are of the price being right for Julio Jones and how would you like to see him? And do you feel like the Ravens need to add in?
2: Do we? Did we talk about this last week?
0: We might talked about this a little bit last week, but here's some updates here for us. Uh, Rashad Bateman goes ahead and tweets uh, tweets an emoji in response to Julio Jones. So these are these are the the subjects here. The fact that Ra- Rashad Bateman uh, tweeted an emoji uh, response here. Now you're going to the Kevin. Kevin Brown territory here. I'm just, I'm just kind of seeing what we got here. So it's just the, uh, just the eyeballs, eyeballs looking at the J. Fowler tweet here.
2: We're talking about emojis on a professional podcast such as this.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and we're we're about as professional as it gets here, folks. <laughs> so uh, th- this one came from Ravens Wire, so that kind of explains it. Um, another thing here: uh, NFL trade rumors as of seven get seven hours ago. Uh, Ravens to make a play for Falcons Julio Jones. And I honestly think that we're out of it because we have never said that we would trade a number one wide receiver. Um, but again, mm-hmm. if you just look at it, Ankron Bolden, Steve Smith Sr., um, you know, two guys that definitely worked out that weren't necessarily in the prime of their career. What could a Julio Jones mean to this team?
2: Uh, I think I think it could mean a lot. I mean, he, he might not be I don't know if he's in the prime of his career or not. I don't know him that well, but I definitely think he's got some good years left in him.
0: Yeah, I mean he's he definitely would be a upgrade to anything that we have, and I can't help but wonder if we did in fact add Julio Jones, do you think that Sammy Watkins goes by the wayside? Um because we're not going to move on from Hollywood just yet and we just drafted Rashad Bateman. Um I think like if if for some odd reason or if by miracle we were to be able to go ahead and add Julio, you know, I, I think that means sayonara, Sammy.
2: Possibly. He might be wrapped up in that trade.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, um, Possibility too.
2: Yeah. and Knock down the, the uh, draft pick a little bit and then throw in Sammy Watkins, something like that.
0: Yeah. We'll give you a, a second round next year and a, uh, and a fourth the following year and Sammy Watkins for uh, Julio Jones.
2: I'd take that, man. Yeah, I'd love to see that, actually.
0: Yeah, so, um, as a matter of fact, I went ahead and I just updated this just to Julio Jones as opposed to Julio Jones Ravens. Uh, per NBC Sports, 10 hours ago, uh, Titans emerged as perceived favorites to land Julio Jones. Uh, and, oh, actually, this actually goes ahead and shows for a second-round pick in 2022. Mm-hmm. That's Dude, if all it's say, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If all it is is a second-round pick... Maybe they uh, should have be been all over that. Yeah, absolutely, they should have been. Um, But we know that we all value... uh Eric DeCosta values tra- uh, draft picks, so we'll see. Um, As of eight hours ago, though, Seattle Seahawks, Atlanta Falcons discussed Julio Jones' trade. So could you imagine Uh, Russell Wilson thrown to Tyler Lockett, DJ, uh, DJ, DK Metcalf, and Julio Jones. Who do you cover on that team?
2: Yeah. yeah. You'd be in trouble. And I figure one of those guys would be wrapped up in a trade, too.
0: They'd have to be. Uh, newest update here as of three hours ago uh, Julio Jones trade rumors per CS CBS Sports Rams pull out of pursuit of Pro Bowl wide receiver, per report. So uh, I don't
2: hear, I don't, I'm not seeing any, I'm not hearing much Raven talk anymore.
0: So the Rams are now out yeah well you know what that that just means that there's one more team out um haven't necessarily heard anything about uh about the ravens dropping out so still interested but it's only if the price is right i do know i guess we'll wait and see we'll have to do a uh weekly Julio jones update and uh and see if uh see if anything comes of that it, it's so funny sam just browsing throughout all of this um Weighing Philadelphia Eagles trade options from Zach Ertz to Julio Jones. Uh, Titans emerge as perceived favorites. Raiders news. Henry Rugg's seen as untouchable in potential Julio Jones deal. Uh, Chase Claypool would love to see Julio Jones in Pittsburgh. Like everybody's talking about. So I got a little bit caught up in the hype of the fact that the Ravens were connected to this. But it seems like every team's connected to this.
2: I mean, I wouldn't see, I don't see why any team wouldn't want him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, every, every team's hoping the same thing right now.
0: Yep.
1: Well, I'm on my way. I don't know where I'm going. I'm on my way. I'm taking my time, but I don't know where. goodbye the Rose the Queen of Corona. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. All right.
0: Well, See I think that about wraps down things, down by things, by things the up, the my friend. <laughs> Folks, if you want to go ahead and reach out to us, hit us up on the email, bleacherbirds at gmail.com. It's been relatively quiet there as of late, so we'd love to hear from anybody. If Pat in D.C. is still alive, uh, we would love to hear from him. Um, uh, That or Charlie in Starkville, Mississippi. Um, So either of those two gentlemen, we'd love to hear from either of you um, or anybody else for that matter. Uh, you can reach to us on Twitter. Well, you can reach to me on Twitter. Uh, Matt controls the handle of at Bleacher Matt. Uh, he never logs on anymore. Um, and I think I might just gonna have to get Dan Housen to go ahead and send him another message. Um, but if you want a response on Twitter, you can hit me up at Bleacher Birds. Uh, that is the handle that I control. Uh, I quickly respond unless of course I'm working but uh, I will get back to you that day um, go ahead and drop us a 5 star rating on Apple Pods uh, if you don't want to drop us a 5 star rating drop us a rating at all so we'll be more than happy to read it um, Baltimore, Birdland and beyond we'll see you next week see you later see ya.
1: why
0: don't we go ahead and get into this um angel hernandez sucks (laughs) how about that how's that for a second